Good morning. Hey, my name is Jeremy. I'm the campus pastor at the Webster campus at New Hope Church here in Manville, Texas area. And we are so, so glad to have you with us this morning. Um, I know for myself, these uh, morning devos have been an incredible uh, spot of just inspiration, a good way to get us going. Uh, and I know for so many of y'all, they have as well as I've read comments and, and just uh, followed along with you guys uh, have been really, really faith building and encouraging. So all that to say, happy Thursday. And I say Thursday, not because you need to know what day it is, but because I'm having a hard time remembering what day of the week it is right now was all of my schedule has changed. So happy Thursday, and we are glad to have you in here. So many of you guys are in the comments. You're, you're praying for each other. You're encouraging each other. You're building up faith. And I just want to encourage you, keep doing that. It matters. It matters and matters in times like that. Um, if you've got a prayer request, put it in there. You can also go to the to prayer.newhopechurch.tv. You can text prayer to the to the 642123. We would love to be praying with you and praying for you as these days go along. Uh, we know there's so, so many people have experienced uh, just an amazing amount of challenges in these days. Um, a special shout out to the teachers and the educators that are uh, facing those challenges and coming up with some creative ways to overcome them and continue to keep uh, our students learning and growing and progressing. Also, just continue to pray for those that are on the front lines, medical, uh, first responders, all of, of those of you that are doing that. Thank you so much. What you're doing is, is making a significant difference and we wanna be praying for you. So keep putting your name out there. Keep letting us know where you're watching from. Uh, keep letting us know what you're doing and how we as a church can be praying for you. We believe God answers prayers. We believe a big God answers big prayers, and we would love to be praying with you for that. So if you've been here before, you know what we're doing. We're just kind of reading through Romans chapter, uh, reading through the book of Romans. We're in chapter two now. So we're going to pick that up in Romans chapter two, verse 17. If you got your Bible, we are going to pick it up right there. Uh, now, if you call yourself a Jew. Now, I need to stop here for just a second, kind of set some, some context and some background here. Um, Carl did an incredible job yesterday of setting up how we are, uh, that, uh, that our faith is within us, that what we're doing is not near as important as who we are inside. Um, so if you're reading this passage and, you, and, and it says, now if you call yourself a Jew and your first response is, I don't, I don't call myself that. And most of us uh, don't, most of most watching this won't. Um, let me uh, maybe rephrase that sentence or that, that word for you a little bit to help you understand. Uh, the Gentiles in that time saw the Jews as um, the, the best picture of what a child of God was in that culture. So culturally, the Jews called themselves the children of God. They were the people of God. And if you were a non-Jew, if you were a Gentile, you would see uh, the Jews as the closest thing of the picture of a child of God in that. So as Paul uses this kind of contrasting motion in here uh, to talk about Jews and what they were and, and what they weren't, what they called themselves, think of that as uh, you can replace it in your mind with a child of God, okay? So we're gonna pick it back up in verse 17. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, a child of God, if you rely on the law and brag about your relationship to God, if you know his will <clears throat> and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor for the foolish, a teacher of infants, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. This is a, these all seem like really admirable things, right? So if you see yourself as, as a guide to the blind, we would see that as a, a, a beneficial thing, a light in the darkness. We talk, we use that language still today. If you were an instructor, if you see yourself as a teacher, if, if someone described you as all those things, you'd probably be flattered, honored, thank you. Thank you for, for using the language with me. Thank you for calling me those things. But 
as Paul writes it here, he's writing all that, but it feels like there's a but coming uh, somewhere in here uh, in, a very, in the very near future. So we're going to back up a minute, start back on 19, read all these good things, and then get ready for the other shoe to drop as we transition. So he says, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor for the foolish, a teacher of infants, because you have in the law the embodiment and the knowledge of truth. And here comes the other one. You ready? You then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who brag about the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. So Paul here is taking that, that picture of a Jew, that picture of the representation of the people of God in that culture. And he's saying that it's a lot more than just looking right on the outside. All of those things um, that, that he describes should be good. Teacher, light, a guide, those are all great things. But Paul is saying all of that is what's on the outside of you. But what matters, what really matters is what happens inside of us. So he's, he's using this physical outward picture of a follower of God to talk about what needs to be going on inside of us. It says, it's not enough if it only happens out there. There's gotta be something inside of us that is happening as well. Um, when I was uh, in my early 20s, I got into some poison ivy one time, and if you're allergic, if you're, if you're not allergic to poison ivy, God bless you. You have superpowers as far as I'm concerned. I am totally allergic to poison ivy. Got into some, started you know, showing the rash on my arms and my legs, Went to the doctor, they gave me some medicine, I uh, was supposed to clear it up, and it started, after a day or two, started really clearing up, did a, a great job. But while the poison ivy was clearing up, all of a sudden I started getting a weird, just kind of a, an uncomfortable rash on my, my fingers and on my toes. And went back to the doctor and he said, Dad, you're probably, you probably have a mild allergy to, to the antibiotic. Uh, here's some topical cream to use to just kind of take care of your fingers and toes. But the antibiotic itself is doing a really good job, so we want to stay on it. So I continue to take the antibiotic, use the, the topical cream every day, and it never, never really cleared up my fingers or my toes. It just made them a little more comfortable. It was a little, little better. But as soon as I stopped taking the antibiotic because the poison ivy rash had cleared up, my fingers and toes cleared up almost instantly because what was happening inside of me was coming out of me and that my body was having a physical reaction to, to this uh, uh, antibiotic that I wasn't totally agreeing with me. So as long as what was inside of me was not good for me, it was going to manifest itself on what was outside of me. And that's what Paul is really wanting us to understand here, that, that, that when we deal with what is inside of us, then what is outside of us and what manifests itself on the outside of us is exactly what it needs to be. The problem is a lot of times we try to start from the outside and go in. So he, he transitions this concept of, hey, we want, we want you to be uh, inside. We want you to be a child of God on the inside more than on the outside. And then he transitions to this physical practice of circumcision as drawing a, a distinction between what looking like a child of God on the outside is and what it actually means to be changed on the inside. So let's pick that up in verse 25. Circumcision has value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, you've become as though you had not been circumcised. If those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law 
obeys the law, goes back to that internal thing, and yet obeys the law, will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are, are a law breaker. A man is not a Jew, child of God. Remember, a man is not a Jew if he is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. So Paul then really settles into this uh, concept of what you look like on the outside um, matters, but only if it has come about because of what has gone on, on in the inside of you. I started off by saying that this picture of the Jews where uh, what the Gentiles saw as a child of God, that's, that was their cultural context for that. So they, they wore the right clothes, they, they, they did the right things, they didn't do the wrong things, they showed up at the right uh, celebrations, they, they did all of the stuff correctly on the outside. And the Gentiles could look at that and they could say, that's what a child of God, that's what a Jew, that's what a follower of God uh, must look like. But Paul here is saying, even if you have all of that done on the outside, it's what is inside of you that matters. So my challenge, my, my encouragement for you today, don't settle for just an outward change uh, when we come in contact with the gospel. Don't just start doing the right things and stop doing the wrong things because that's what Christians are supposed to do. Don't just uh, wear the right t-shirts and show up at church at the right time and, and, and do all the things that look good on the outside. Don't settle for an outward change when what God wants for you is for your heart to be changed on the inside, for, for the very core of who you are to be changed. Because when it's changed, when your heart changes, man, everything around you begins to change as well. Let it come from the inside and let your, your change be visible um, to all. So let's pick it up then as we conclude in verse 29. Now, if a man is a Jew, he is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a man's praise is not then from men, but from God. When we let this life change get deep within us, deep within us, we discover one of the greatest truths of the scriptures. Being a child of God is the best. It's absolutely the best. This tender hand of God, man, it reaches and it begins to change who we are from the inside out. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing experience. And, and People around you see it when it happens in you. There's a difference when it comes from the outside in and when there's something deep inside of you happening that's coming out. Carl uh, read the passage yesterday, just a few verses ago, when it talks about it's the kindness and the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Let it happen, let that repentance happen in, inside of you first. There's the private experience with God where it's deep within who you are, will always result in a public displayed, uh, changed life. But it has to happen privately first. So King David is this incredible man of God, known as a great worshiper. Uh, he showed an entire nation of people how to worship God. But before he ever struck a note publicly, he spent years on a hillside all by himself learning how to be a worshiper of God. The private preceded the public. And the same is true for you and I. Let's not settle for an outward change. Let's let God do something deep in us. So, so how do we do that? How do we let God de reach deep inside and make sure that our love for him is so much more than skin deep? So the same guy, this is public and then, or private and then public worshiper, David, uh, in Psalm 139, he says, he says it's just incredible prayer. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Well, it's not a magic formula. It's not a magic prayer, uh, nothing like that. But it's what an incredible place to start. What if you um, started your mornings by saying, God, search me, know me, 
and lead me? Um, what if you went into important conversations, important meetings saying, God, search me and know my ways. Lead me in your ways everlasting. What if you laid your head on your pillow at the end of the day and you said, God, I want, I, I want to be deeply in love with you. So search me, know my ways and change me so that I can live and I can walk in your ways everlasting. Church, don't settle for skin deep changes. Let God reach deep into you. And as, as verse 29 says, then the spirit begins to do something in you and it changes the very core of who you are. And then you don't have to worry about what's coming out of you because what's coming out of you is, is naturally been changed by Christ and what comes out is a reflection of him. I wanna pray with us, pray uh, over you and for you here in just a moment um, that we would, we would work in these times as our schedules have changed up a little bit. Maybe you have more free time than you ever had. Maybe you just can't remember what day of the week it is anymore. Um, but as life seems to in many ways have slowed down, slowed down, this is a good time to stop and say, God, search me again. God, search me again. In these days where there's maybe a little more time than you've had, let, let yourself be open to what God wants to do deep inside of you. And you know what? I can promise you that if you will take that privately in these days, that when, whenever we come out of quarantine and we're ready to celebrate again as a church and we're ready to uh, begin taking steps back into normal uh, parts of society, people will look at you and they will say, man, you're different. There is a, there is a change in you. Quarantine changed you. It changed me, but it changed you in a way, the way that was, it's, a, it's amazing and it's phenomenal. Let God, let the spirit of God reach deep inside of us and change who we are. So let me, let me pray with us. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much um, that you love us so much that you don't want to just change our skin. You want to change our soul. You want to change who we are. Um, you you, you want to reach deep within us. Lord, for, uh, for the healthcare workers that are currently in the field and first responders, I pray your protection over them. I pray you would give them guidance. I pray you'd give them supernatural wisdom um, that Lord, they would, they would be outstanding in their field and they would be set apart because they're followers of you. Um, Lord, for teachers and educators that are learning, uh, that are teaching in a new way, they're learning to teach in a new way, students who are learning to learn in a new way. Um, God, thank you for that, for, for the, the change and the, 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 the moving parts that have forced us to become better. And may we actually be better long-term because of these times. Uh, Lord, for, uh, for those in our communities that are, that are at risk, um, for those that, that are leading kids that, that, that are uh, struggling in school, for those that, have, uh, that are in a high-risk category, Lord, whatever that area is, those that are most at risk uh, for developing sickness from this virus, Lord, I just pray your protection over them. I pray your strength. I pray your love. I pray your presence more than anything else. God, I especially want to lift up those uh, high school and college seniors that are staring down their graduation in a way that is unlike anything they ever expected. Lord, be present, be peaceful, and be compassionate in their life right now. God, for those in government that are, that are leading us, that are making decisions, I pray for your wisdom. Um, God, I pray for those that are sick, those that are recovering, those that have recovered. Thank you for your hand upon them. Those that have, uh, who've lost their life to this virus, God, for their families, I pray again, your close presence upon them in these, uh, in these important times. And God, coming out of the, the scripture today, Lord, right here, right now, search us, God. And reveal anything in us that does not please you, anything in us that does not glorify you. Draw that out um, and may we be done with it. And in your kindness and your goodness, Lord, lead us to repentance and lead us to life change. In your name we pray, amen. 
Amen. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep showing up here at 8 o'clock on, on uh, Monday through su- uh, Saturday mornings. Keep showing up with us at 945 uh, on Sunday mornings. It is such a joy and such an encouragement to see you guys active in the chat boxes, active on the comments, um, staying encouraging each other. Remember, uh, if you've got a prayer request, you can go to prayer.newhopechurch.tv. You can text prayer to 642-123. And I want to encourage a lot of you, go over to that prayer.newhopechurch.tv link, and you can see the prayer requests that have been submitted and you can pray for those requests and you can click a little button that says, I prayed for it. And every time you do that, the person who submitted that prayer request gets an email that somebody from New Hope is praying for them, loves them, and is believing God is gonna do great, great things in their life. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Remember the weekend's coming. So if you've got somebody in your life that's alone or lonely, uh, just needs to participate, reach out to them, invite them, share the link. We would love to have them join us for service on Sunday. Uh, We love you guys and we cannot wait to see you here tomorrow.